ladies and gentlemen, look who's back in the studio. <laughs> it's good to be back. It's been a while. How long has it been, Carson? Eight months. Over eight months. Eight months since, since you've been back in the state of Wisconsin. Yes, sir. And it feels so good. That's crazy. It. You know, it's almost been a, a year to the day since we started doing this podcast. I know. It's been, honestly, so many good memories. I know. Looking back at it, there are so many good memories. So many more to come. Yes, sir. <laughs> and unfortunately, today, there will be no cocktail because uh, Carson and I had we had enough cocktails last night. Yes, sir. One of the things that happened while I was gone is turn 21. So finally get to go drink because mm-hmm. as you guys know, I never really drank before turn 21. Mm-hmm. Good so kid. last night, came down to lacrosse, went out, had some fun. Oh, yeah. Got in a few fights. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, we don't fight. We we're lovers, not fighters. Somebody was a lover last night. <laughs> no. no. So there's gonna be no cocktail. Uh, we'll have to. Although we could tell you about some of the drinks we had. Armadillo oh, sours. Could. Those are kind of good. Moose juice. Moose juice. One of my favorite drinks That's, downtown. That stuff is so good. Deadly. Classic rum and coke. Yep. Bourbon and coke. Well, we asked for bourbon. They gave us rum. Mm. That's okay. The bartender was cute, so. There's a couple cute bartenders. Chloe? Chloe. Shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Marry me? (laughs) Yeah, for real, me too. We'll be Mormon. (gasps) Riding around on bicycles and suits? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Bicycles and suits. That's what Mormons do. They're carriages. No, that's the Amish. Oh, shit. That's the Amish. No, Mormons. If I. Mormons. If you look up, if you Google Mormons, I guarantee you click on images, there's gonna be a suit and a bicycle. No such thing. That's morons. <laughs> <laughs> you did not just type in moron. Hey, I'm a bad speller. That reminds me of that Jack Harlow. Best vaccination uh, spot. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get political <laughs> on us. Mormon, more <laughs> morons. Shouts to Jack yeah. Harlow. Mormons on bikes. Okay, you had to look that up, but to be fair, that is kind of a thing, I guess. It's a missionary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is too good to be back. Okay. Okay. Anyways, raining it into the sports any... world. Well, yeah. I was gonna say before we get into that, do you have any? Uh... Anything you want to tell us from your past eight months? Any cool stories you want to share? Honestly, not really. Did if I'm you... being brutally honest, I love Air Force and I'm part of it. So I can't really slander it on this. Right, right, right. But we didn't do a whole, like a whole lot. Basic training, just sat around, rolled socks, cleaned up clothing, like clipping strings. and Rolled socks? Yep. I, hey, if anybody needs their socks rolled, hit me up. I can make them just tight and okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is rolling socks even mean? So, like, because we're always supposed to be ready at all times, everything needs to be able to fit into a like a bag, and okay. so you need to roll it up to make it really, really small and tight. Okay, yeah, I'm <laughs> I following. Can't say these things with you, <laughs> so uh, you need to be able to. So you got to be able to like get it in a yes. bag real quick. Yes. So everything okay. needs to be ready for you to go, ready for you to pack up very quickly. So we pack everything, we roll it, we make them tight little balls, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I know I'm sorry. Okay. You're okay. <laughs> and then we have to like fold our shirts a certain way so everything is neat, orderly. You could look up a picture of it, like an RLA locker. It's ridiculous. So because would they COVID, come and check that thing? Yes, uh. every day. And because of COVID, we weren't really allowed to go outside mm-hmm. too much and do a whole lot. So we literally just had to sit there doing that type of stuff all day long. And we'd take apart our weapon because you can't call it a gun. It's a weapon. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. But we'd take apart that and put it back together, reassemble just to practice. Mm-hmm. So that was basic training. Did you get and to shoot much? Once. One time. One time. You went shooting one time in eight months? One time. That kind of, that's kind of a bummer. And, well, yeah. And then our tech school, we went over to Fort Sam Houston, which is an army base. And then we did our EMT training because I'm a medic. So did all that. Learned a little bit of nursing, mm-hmm. ENT, all that. And then from there, for the last two months, you go to a military hospital and you work in the hospital as like a med tech, CNA, ENT, whatever they need, and you do your clinicals. So that is kind of how my last eight months has been. 
So really fun. Got to travel. I went to Vegas for my phase two. We call it a phase two. So really fun. Really good experience. Would I do it again? Yes. Do I advise other people to do it? Hell no. Ooh. No. Those are some strong words. I mean, it's worth it. And it, de- it depends on what you want. Obviously, like if you're willing to do that, yes, it's worth it. But there's a lot of stuff you have to put up in the military that people don't see mm-hmm. on the outside. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of politics involved. That's fair. And it just gets really tiring because you can't just do something. You have to go pass it by your commander and their commander and all the way up the chain of command. There's no simple way of doing anything. And it mm-hmm. gets really frustrating. But, I mean, hey, if you're, if you're okay with that and you want a little bit of discipline in your life, it's definitely worth it. But with all that said, mm-hmm. don't you graduated what top of your class in basic? Yes, you got to tell them all about that. You got the I medic mean, patch over there. You yeah, big time have, now. I do have a medic patch now. It's it's it feels good. You're basically commander in chief. I mean, pretty much. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> dang straight. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But anyways, back to back to the sports. I think I don't even know what episode the number this is. It might know. be like twenty three, twenty four. Close to it. Yeah, I, I think so. So welcome back to you know. Another episode of Cocktails and Wieners with your boy. Yes, sir. Carson back in the studio. Where do we begin? I don't know. So much has happened. I mean, we have the NBA season. NBA All-Stars we announced. All-Stars. We have football. We have the Tom lockdown. Brady retired. Yeah, we have the lockdown in baseball. baseball. We don't really cover baseball too much, but. Still kind of a big news. Yeah, we have. There's so much going on. Where do you want to start? And then you got the whole Aaron Rodgers fiasco. No, I think we can start with football. You got the playoffs in general. Yeah. College basketball. Right now, the game's actually going on. Cincy Chiefs. Oh, so, we're, yeah. well, we're going for Cincy. I guess we'll, let's just start with those four games. You know, it's going to be Bengals Chiefs who mm-hmm. are playing right now. Yep. Bills. Wait. Ooh. Eh, I wish. Rough start. Rams, Rams. 49ers mm-hmm. later. So I guess we can talk about how we got here a little bit. You know, the Chiefs. Did mm-hmm. you, you? You were here. We watched that game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Chiefs Bills played last week. Wild game. Probably one of the best games in NFL history. Seriously, if you got tickets to that game, that was well worth the money. Insane. It was crazy. I think there was 21 points scored in the last minute and 34 seconds. And weren't there like six lead changes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's insane. In like two minutes. See, that just to me, I know I said this when we were watching the game, but to me that doesn't really make sense how a team in crunch time can go down and score so easily. Mm -hmm. It seems like they're just doing it effortlessly. And then the entire rest of the game, they can't score at all. To me, that doesn't really make sense. I'm like, why is it so easy in the last two minutes? Because mm-hmm. essentially, if you look at every NFL game, at least one team scores in crunch time almost every single game. Mm-hmm. A field goal or a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So I never really understood that. Speaking of that, Chiefs just went up 14-3. Kind of sad, but I still believe in, in Joe Shiesty. <laughs> So then I on the flip Joe side, Burrow. I do – that is an interesting take, you know. I I think it's probably like a sense of urgency. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like that that kind of plays a well, part then, in it. But why wouldn't you want your team to have that the entire game? To me, I think that would make it a little more fun. If I'm not disagreeing. I just – I feel like we're simplifying it too much. Yeah. I mean, Because clearly if it was that easy, then <laughs> – I'm not paid the big bucks. They would get They would be scoring like 200 points a game. True. But they aren't. On the other side, we had the Bengals take on the Titans that was in Derrick Henry's return. Yeah, King Henry. That was a good game, too. I was a little disappointed. At the time, I was kind of going for the Titans just because I like King Henry. I, really? Yeah, I'm a huge King Henry fan. I mean, it's not like I'm going to go out and buy his jersey, but I do enjoy watching mm-hmm. him. I think he's a generational player. You're not going to see many people like him. So mm-hmm. I wanted to see him move on and get to the AFC Championship. I was honestly kind of surprised that he came back in general. That yeah, was a me big, too. That was a big thing. Um, but I was I was full on, fully on board with Joe Burr and the Bengals. Um, I was happy to see them win. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, I think Burrow got sacked nine times in that game, though. Their offensive line is not. No, that's the thing they need to target most in the offseason. They mm-hmm. have pretty much everything else. They need a little bit better of a running back, but they got a strong receiving core. Well, mm-hmm. one good receiver. I mean, T. Higgins is pretty yeah, good. That's true. Tyler Boyd's pretty good. True. They have a pretty solid tight end. Um, C.J. Uzama, who actually just got hurt in this game. That's kind of sad. Really? And then on the other side, as we mentioned, Rams 49ers. The 49ers. 49ers. Oh. Actually, we'll start with the Rams. The Rams okay. played the Buccaneers, of course. Really good game. They were up 27-3. to Tom Brady made... 
Another you know, his, his magical comeback tied at 27-27. And Stafford let him down the field for the game game-winning field goal. Which, real quick side note, I am so happy for Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. He finally got out of Detroit, and he's doing extremely well. Mm-hmm. People are actually starting to put some respect on his name. Mm-hmm. Because before, he was just the quarterback in Detroit who never won and was kind of just mm-hmm. not great. But now, he's amazing. He's got Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. He's got so many weapons at his disposal, and he's doing incredible. Yeah, I, I'm, I am happy to happy to see that. And then, I mean, it was just kind of nuts to see Tom Brady make another comeback in general. I don't know how he does it. All, all of it was in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was once again happy to see the Rams beat that game. Me too. And then you had the <sighs> 49ers, Packers. Heartbreak. Which, you know, I was speechless. Me too. In my opinion, and this is actually, this isn't just my opinion. We have the MVP, the clear MVP in the league, in Aaron Rodgers. And he cannot score more than 10 points. Well, yeah. That to me is sad. Our defense, who's incredibly underrated, Mm -hmm. played a phenomenal game. And our offense, for the first time, was the one side of the Packers or one side of the team that couldn't get it done. And I just, like, you know how many points the 49ers offense scored that game? Wasn't it three? Zero. Or zero. Oh, yeah. They had a defensive touchdown and two field goals. Yeah. That's sad. And you can't, your defense doesn't let up a touchdown. And you can't win the game at home, in Mm -hmm. Lambeau, snowy condition. Yeah. It's literally our home turf. We live to play in January. In the cold, the snow, any conditions. The 49ers are from California. They're a bunch of sunshine state boys. Mm-hmm. They're used to sunny and 75 all year round. And they come in and they beat us in what was it? Wasn't it like negative with the wind chill? I think for part of the game, yeah. Yeah, I think it was like negative something with wind chill. I think it was. And they come out and outplay us. Mm-hmm. I, th- I just think that's embarrassing. I do too. So to tie all those games up, I don't know if there's much to say from the Bengals. Titans game. Yeah, you know? not much. Just both impressive teams, on Joe Burrow's half. Yeah, I He's, think both those teams are going to be like pretty solid moving forward. Mm-hmm. But there was some pretty big news that came out of each of the other games. I agree. Rams-Chiefs. What do we think about the overtime rules in the NFL? I don't like it. Oh, I've either. said since day one, I want to go to college rules. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think each team should get a chance. Mm-hmm. I hate how it's become literally leaving up. Like those two teams played their absolute heart out. Mm-hmm. They left it all in the field. They played phenomenal games, and it was left up to a coin toss. Mm-hmm. And I hate that because I can't imagine from a player's perspective. That's got to be such an unlike satisfactory feeling or like unsettling. I don't know mm-hmm. how to put it. Like, there's just, like nothing they could. Yeah, there's. It's like you gave it all, and there's nothing you can do because a coin decided who was going to win. Mm-hmm. And basically, what you're saying is, both of those teams were playing lights out on offense. Both mm-hmm. the defenses were struggling. So whoever won the coin toss, they probably had like a 99% chance of winning. The yeah. Game. So if the Bills win the toss, they probably win the game, mm-hmm. which I understand your point. I personally agree with your point, but what do you say to the people who are like, a lot of the rebuttal there is that the Bills did have a chance because their defense was on the field and their defense yeah. could have stopped the offense. So a lot of people are like, the rules are fine because... It came down to an even thing. I mean, I agree with that. And there's really no argument to that because it's a really fair point to say. But at the same time, if both teams are tied, that means their defenses were playing the same. I mean, mm-hmm. they're tied for a reason. Mm-hmm. Their offenses and defenses canceled out. So you can say that, but at the same time, it's like, well, the other thing could be said about the other team. And it's just as fair of a point. So I don't know. I I don't know. This it's a, it's I... a good, fair point to make. There's not really an argument against it. Mm-hmm. This is honestly what I started thinking about. And I was proud of myself to come to this conclusion. So I was thinking about overtime rules in football and all the other and all the other sports. Mm-hmm. Football is probably the most true team sport we have. I'd agree with that. In basketball, you have five players on the court, but those five players are both responsible for offense and defense. Mm-hmm. Baseball, you're responsible for hitting and playing in the field. Mm-hmm. Soccer, I know it's a little mixed in soccer because you have predominantly like offensive players and defensive players, but yeah. they're still on the field at the same time. And there's still one player that could go off and mm-hmm. carry the team. In football, you have 11 players on offense, 11 players on defense, and rarely, if ever, there's any mix over. Mm. 
So football, you have two separate teams out there. In my opinion, when it comes to overtime, I completely understand people saying, well, their their defense had a chance to stop them. But how are we only letting one half of a team in a team sport decide the overtime? That's a, yeah, that's a good point. That makes no sense to me because then you're just if you're a dominant offensive team, but your defense is a little weak, you're always going to win if you get the toss. Yeah, so it's like I don't lose. know how. It's just not fair to hamper one half of a whole team. Yeah, that does put a lot of pressure on one side. Like if you lose the toss, it's putting all your pressure on your defense. Mm-hmm. And if you lose your game, that might even cause a little bit of animosity because the offense might get mad and be like, "Well, what the heck." Defense got to pull their weight. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see your point. So I was just thinking, I was like, wait, hang on. Why? We're just going to let one half of one team play? I disagree with that. I think it needs to be changed. I think it needs to go to college rules. Or they need to play an actual like fifth quarter. They need to so, put another 10 minutes or give them even, yeah, 10 minutes on the clock and mm-hmm. let them play it out. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I do kind of like that idea, but a lot of people to that say that like football is a violent sport. They yeah. already play too much. It's just going to increase injuries. Which that's a fair point and everything. Mm-hmm. But here's a, here's what I think they should do. So college rules right now are from the 25-yard line. Mm-hmm. Each team gets it, blah, blah, blah. I think in the NFL, it should be the same thing. Still do the coin toss for whoever wants to decide if they want the ball first or not. Mm-hmm. But take it from the 40-yard line. Like 40 yards to the touchdown. Okay. And give them two minutes on the clock. I like that. Any team should easily be able to use, like, that should not take two minutes. No. But it just prevents a team from just, like, sitting out there. Mm -hmm. So, 40-yard line, two minutes, both teams get a shot. If the first team gets a field goal, second team gets a touchdown, then they win, obviously. If after that, it's still tied, maybe do that two times. If it's still tied after that, then just move the two-point conversions. I agree because I'm glad you touched on that. I'm so sick of the tie rule. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I really, really like. Oh, that's one of the things I really like about college is there's Mm -hmm. no such thing as a tie. I hate that. I think it's so like we have all these other rules to make all these other things fair and to a player's advantage or team's advantages, and yet we're tying. I do think the tie is kind of – I would like to see it go, but it is kind of funny. I mean, it is because you can have an undefeated season and still have a tie. With 16, 0, and 1. Yeah. And real quick, touching on that, how a lot of people argue about the length of the games and how it's violent. I see that point, but then you also have to look at it and say, we just made a 17-game season, and nobody really complained about Mm -hmm. it. Like, how can you say an extra 10 minutes, if it ties, isn't worth it, or 15 minutes isn't worth it when we add an entire game Mm -hmm. on the schedule? And I think the other thing about that is... It's not like every single game goes into overtime. No, it the there's probably what five a year, five ten a year mm-hmm. at most. So I it's think kinda, that's much more worth it. I think that's what they should do. Forty yard line, each team gets the ball twice. I agree. Whoever wins wins. If it's still tied, go to two point conversions. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. Now going back to it a little bit, we kind of touched on it with the 49ers Packers. Excuse me. <clears throat> so. Should we get into Aaron Rodgers? That's where I was going to move to next. Aaron Rodgers. You think he's gone? diva in the league. You think he's gone? Well, aside from Antonio Brown. But uh, yeah. uh, I think he is. I do too. I definitely think he is. After all the cryptic things he's been saying and telling all the reporters, I think mm-hmm. he's out of here. I don't think he wants to stay. Did you by chance see the his like post-game press conference? I did. I saw clips of it. Not the whole thing. I just thought it was strange because the whole time he was up there talking, it was kind of, he was just talking about the NFC championship game in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And to me, that just means you thought the 49ers game was in the bag. Yeah. Like you weren't even prepared for it. You just kind of like, oh, we're going to roll over these guys. Mm-hmm. So I think the Packers were not even, I think the whole team was not even, they were just counting as a W already. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I don't know. I don't have too much to say on that because I only saw clips of it. But to your point, that is kind of that's sad. Mm-hmm. I'm Matt LaFleur, all the coaches, the coaching staff. Like You should know going in a game, nothing is for granted, especially when we lost two weeks before to the Lions, mm-hmm. to the Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah. like I, You should be preparing for every single game, especially when you know you have a quarterback who's unhappy on the team mm-hmm. and it could be potentially be his last game and he's an MVP caliber caliber player. Mm-hmm. You should be looking at every game as if it could be your last, which it could be. And you want to keep him on the team because if they had won a Super Bowl in green Bay, I think there was a chance of him staying. 
if they yeah i think if they even made it to the super bowl i think he'd be staying yeah and now there's in my opinion there's no chance of it i would be i would be shocked that he stays and here's Me too. as a packers fan this is kind of where i am now do i want rogers to leave of course not if rogers leaves adams probably leaves and if we lose both those people mvs yeah i'm not a huge fan of his but if we lose our two best players, mm-hmm. obviously we're going to get worse. Yeah. So, of course, as a fan, I don't want to get worse. I also don't want to see it happen. Oh, sorry. Continue. No, no, no. That was totally fine. I just was going to add, it's not working. We ma- How many years in a row did we make it to the NFC Championship game? Yeah. Lost. Then, then we go out first round this year. It's like, at some point, it's not working. You just got to move on. I agree. I agree with that. And I also don't, but the thing is like, I don't want to see them walk because we're not going to get anything back for them. Mm-hmm. Our team is going to get substantially worse. I think if we lose both Rogers and Devonte Adams, I say we're going to have a four win season. If that, I, I mean, we're know. not going to have any standout players. We'll have love, mm-hmm. which I mean, love has a lot of potential, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I mean, who else would we have on the team? Well, I mean, we still have a really solid defense. We would. We'd um, have a solid defense, but our offensively, we wouldn't have that many weapons. Well, I mean, we'd still have Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. That's fair. Our wide receivers, we'd probably have to draft some if they actually draft receivers. True. Um, but no, I definitely agree with that point. So this is how I think the Packers should attack the offseason. I think you obviously go to Rodgers, and obviously it's going to be up to him. If he's 100% gone, there's nothing you can do. No. But if he shows any interest in coming back, I think you go to him, you offer him a four-year, $100 million deal, fully guaranteed. That's $25 million a year. I know that's not a lot. He would be like the 15th highest paid quarterback. But the reason I say that is that's what Tom Brady has done like every single year of his career. Yep. He just takes $25 million, and which it is works. still a lot of money. Which that So Rodgers next year will probably make 40 Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wherever he goes, you know how much you can get with $15 million non going to a non-quarterback position? Yeah. We could sign a darn good wide receiver. Antonio Brown. <laughs> I do not want that. <laughs> I do not want him either. No. But you know what I'm saying? We could sign I get it, yeah. another good offensive lineman, another good receiver, another good cornerback, safety. We could sign multiple linebacker. positions. I know. And that's what I just don't like. Fifteen million dollars is a I'd, lot when it goes to non-quarterback. Yeah, and if I were them, I would try and offer him that for that exact same reason because you could literally get three five million a year players, mm-hmm. which isn't phenomenal, but like that's it what, does. It also you, it also depends on like the quarterback and the system they're in. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at like Levon Bell or Le'Veon Bell, mm-hmm. he was phenomenal on the Steelers. As soon as he left, he was terrible. So these players that you might be able to get for $5 million, mm-hmm. they might be kind of okay on their team, but in the right system, they might turn out to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I agree with what you're saying. I think Rodgers needs to take a pay cut because if he wants to get to the Super Bowl, we're going to need to build around him. It can't just be him and Devontae Adams mm-hmm. the entire game and a little bit of Aaron Jones and then the defense. Well, and that's kind of like the thing. Like if you look at the teams now, like it looks like the Chiefs are going to make the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but I think the Chiefs are kind of an anomaly. Because you have Patrick Mahomes, who's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Best top five receiver. Best uh, tight, end. tight end in the league. So it's kind of like, I don't even know how they afford the players on their team. I don't know. But eventually their wheels are going to fall off because they won't be able to afford anything. Oh, yeah. But if you look at the Buccaneers, granted Tom Brady's retiring now. Which is a whole nother Allegedly. Issue. Yeah. Um, the reason they were able to keep signing people and just keeping the whole team together is because he makes 25 a year. Literally. So I think you go to him and say, hey, look, we'll give you 25 a year with the money. And you could even tell him what you plan to do with the money that you'd be taking away from him. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, we're going to re-sign Devontae Adams for mm-hmm. a little bit more. We're going to go get you a second weapon. We're going to go get a good tight end. We're going to go get a good linebacker, mm-hmm. defensive player. And if yep. he says no, I think you trade him. And then I think you franchise tag. Devontae Adams and trade him. Mm-hmm. I agree because that way we get something out of both of them. And I do like Devontae Adams, but I don't think there's a point in keeping one and not the other. I agree. I agree with that. And I think if you look, another point to make on that is like if you actually look at Tom Brady and what he does, everything he does is set up for the team. In mm-hmm. my opinion, Tom Brady is a much better team player than Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. because it works for him. He's been taking these quote unquote pay cuts. He could easily be. The most paid or the highest paid player 
in history. Easily. Because he's also the most winning player. He probably should. Yeah. Yeah, he should be. But that's the thing is he doesn't. And so he's the most winning or winningest player in history. And I think it has a correlation because he does take those pay cuts so they can get those other players. I mean, you look at their team. Their team is stacked. Mm -hmm. They've got two running backs who are above average. You have three receivers that are above average. Their tight end is, I mean, decent. Yeah. He's not bad. And that's all because they're able to afford it. Mm-hmm. None of the players on the team, they, I think it's coming down to how much they want it. Because if Aaron Rodgers wanted it bad enough, he'd take the pay cuts. Mm-hmm. And let me go, let me rephrase this because I don't want people to think I'm like anti players making money. No, no, I, yeah. I want players to make as much money as they possibly can because they made it. They bring the money to the sport, mm-hmm. they deserve it. I want people to be successful. So I'm going to rephrase it by saying when you sign your first contract, Sign it for as much money as you possibly can. I agree. Like Mahomes got like a 10-year, $50 million deal. That's a little extreme. But like sign it for as... But Tom Brady's 44. Aaron Rodgers 40, 37. At that point, you know how much money he's made? Yeah, and he endorsements. Take, when you, he's got the discount double check. <laughs> <laughs> when you've made it to a point in your career when a pay cut doesn't hurt you financially, mm-hmm. that's when you should take it. Literally. So that, I wanted to rephrase that. Yeah, no, I agree because he's probably got in the bank already a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. What more do you need? Mm-hmm. Hundred million dollars? I don't even know what I'd spend that on. You could buy an entire country for that much money. Mm-hmm. In my, if it were me and I were that good and I wanted to get to a Super Bowl, I'd literally sign like a minimum contract. I don't <laughs> care. I've already got all the millions that I need. Mm-hmm. Take a minimum contract and sign like five other stars. Mm-hmm. I and I know. think Drew Brees was also a good quarterback at doing that. Hey, I love it my boy. Uh, didn't equate to the championships, um, but I yep. think he, he did take team-friendly deals. I agree. All right, so transitioning to the guy we just talked about, Tom Brady. Oof. According to Adam Schefter of ESPN, but not himself, he's retiring. What do you think about that? I think it's definitely weird. It's Something's a little fishy. It's something, something don't smell right. The way that it comes from Schefter and not Brady himself, I feel like after such an illustrious... An, illust- an illustrious <laughs> career, yeah. you would be the one to come out and say, hey, I'm going to retire. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be done. I've played 20-something seasons, 22? 22, I think. 22 yeah. seasons. After that, I'd be the one to be like, hey, I'm retiring. Like, I've had a great run at it. I love the sport, like, all this, blah, 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 blah. But it comes from Schefter. Mm-hmm. And he is. has he even came out and gave a... So the Public interesting statement? thing is, there I don't know if these the, there are some reports by verified accounts on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So the reports are true, but like I don't know if they're actually true. Okay, was that he has not made a final decision, and that he when it, when at, when Schefter broke the news, he called the Bucks GM and said that didn't come from me. Dang. So I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that means he's not going to retire. No, but you would also think now I know like being a journalist, and I don't think I actually kind of don't like Adam Schefter. And I don't mean this like not journalism as a whole is not like a bad thing, but it is kind of a it's invasive. Yeah. So you would think him being who he is, that they would have respect to let him announce it. Oh, yeah. That just I just don't get that. That's what caught me off guard. Yeah. And like, to your point, I know journalism was pretty much based on whoever can get there first. Mm hmm. But when it comes at the expense of somebody's family and home life and their privacy, mm-hmm. I think it's just wrong. He like when it comes to like trading or contract signing or coaches firings, I get that. But even then though, even that to me, because there have been reports where players find out from the news that they got traded before they actually oh, heard from their true. teams. <laughs> yeah. I disagree. I think that it should be a private thing first. And then when everybody, both parties are already understand or in an understanding, like, I think that's when it should be released. Mm-hmm. In, in my opinion, that everybody's just like all the media is just vultures mm-hmm. trying to get there first, trying to get the best scoop. I don't know. I also think it's kind of funny. A lot of people are like saying gazelle Bunchen is like the sole reason he's retiring. I mean, the, she's like forcing him to retire. If I had a wife that was that hot, I think I'd retire too. <laughs> if she has to be retired, I'd be like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm coming <laughs> home, baby. I'm coming home. No, I just think that's kind of funny that like 
And maybe she is, and like that'd be a valid thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anything. I don't think there's anything to knock on that. I think that's a respectable reason to retire. If your family life wants you home, you should be home. So the one, the the biggest, the other thing that was kind of interesting to me about it was the timing of it. It wasn't even announced a week after they lost. Yeah, it was like six days. You would think if he were to actually retire, or if he made the actual statement, it would come. It would come like two weeks after the Super Bowl. I'd even say it'd come after. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. After the Super Bowl yeah. in the off season. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't think it would come out before the second, like, semifinals. No, no not it at all. It just seems weird. In my opinion, it also seems a little selfish. Like, it's mm-hmm. taking away all the headlines from the Cincinnati Bengals, who are in the AFC Championship for the first time in how long? And then it's like taking... ever. Yeah, ever. And it's also taking away a little bit of the spotlight of the Rams. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of people focusing on, oh my gosh, Joe Burrow, oh my gosh, Matt Stafford, they're finally doing it, they're now like, oh my gosh, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. It seems a little selfish. I mean, I know that's kind of a stretch, but like at the same time, it's a genuine feeling. I know more than just me feel. Mm-hmm. I know. So, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't know. It's just a really fishy and kind of shitty situation. So speaking of player retirement, there have been a lot of those lately. Big Ben. Big Ben. Big Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger's hanging it up. It was time. Much needed. It's been about time for about five years. Now. Yeah, I agree. He cannot throw the ball anymore. He actually looks like he's in pain when he's throwing it. Yeah, he does. His throwing form is terrible. And I'm sorry, but he kind of let himself go. He's put on a little bit of weight. He can't move nah, like he like used that. to. <laughs> we like that. But he can't move like he used to. Watching him run on the mm-hmm. field is kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is 39. True. So, like, not everyone, you know. Ages as good as uh Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Did which, you see Tom Brady's tweet about him? No. Oh, it was so funny. Which speaking real quick back on Tom Brady, it's incredible how like hot he. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> at what like such a high level of play he was still playing at. Yeah. Okay, so Ben released this video about him hanging it up. Okay. And Tom re- replies to it and says, "Ben defied the TB12 method in favor of the throw some ice on it method his whole career." And ended up an all-time great with six Pro Bowls and two Super Bowls. There's more than one way to bake a cake. <laughs> Literally, that man never put ice or ice on anything. I mean, he, and that I think that's a great. I, I love that Tom said that. Yeah, Big Ben is just one of those players who's like legendary on and off the field. Mm-hmm. Just his antics, I love it. Mm-hmm. I think, I think he's a Hall of Famer for sure. Oh, he's a there's yeah, player. there's no there's no debating that. Both him and. Both him and Tom are going to be first ballot. Oh, 100%. Hall of Famers. Um, 100%. But yeah, and it's kind of sad. Like, you have Tom, who I'm not the biggest Tom Brady fan just because, you know, it, the whole thing about, like, he's the best player. I'm not going to love him because he's not on my team. Yeah. But Tom Brady's, like, damn near going out on top. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger is, like, going out kind of sad. Yeah, that that's another. Like, Tom Brady had one of his best statistical years ever. Mm-hmm. He was phenomenal. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. And then he had Big Ben, and he was one of the worst ones, and he's been one of the worst ones in the league for the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad to see to your point because it just seemed like you could tell he was kind of holding on. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't ready to let go, was tr- still chasing that trophy, which if I were in his situation, I probably would too. Mm-hmm. If that's your whole life, since the age of, I don't know when he started playing football. Probably early. Yeah, probably middle school. Middle school, maybe yeah. Earlier. If that's all you know your entire life, it's got to be hard to let go. But at the same time, he should have been done a while ago. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't, can you think of anybody else who retired? Sean Payton. Oh, yeah. yeah. But That one's also a little fishy. To me. <laughs> hey, that man is a saint, figuratively and literally. No, he's not. He's actually not. <laughs> I think he's actually like a mean person. No, you think just, he's mean? I don't think he's mean, but the bounty gate was, yeah, problematic. I'll to I, say the least. I declined to make any comments on that. Oh wow, you're pleading the fifth. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, that's kind of a stain on his career. Every except for that was phenomenal, but it's sad to see the fact that one slip up. I mean, that's not a slip up. Yeah, that's, that's a, a major. 
Yeah, I shouldn't even say what I'm going to say. I was going to say one minor slip up ruins a career, but realistically, <laughs> that's a, it's yeah. a pretty big thing. So the thing about that, so the Saints are obvious. They're going to be like $78 million over the cap. And your quarterbacks are oh, Taysom no, Hill. Oh, no. The quarterbacks are Taysom Hill and Ian Book. James Winston. I think he's a free agent. I think so, too. So you have no money to sign him either. No. You're negative money. <laughs> <laughs> so I honestly think Sean Payton was just in his office one day looking at like the team, he's probably the just... cap space, and he was like, eh. <laughs> "This is somebody else's problem. Yeah, I don't want to deal this with is, this. this I ain't gonna my... be here." I think he'll probably because he's still a re- relatively young guy. Yeah, he is. That's what surprised me the most when I saw the news. I was working out at the gym and I looked up on ESPN and it said, "Breaking news: Head coach Sean Payton steps down." I was like, "What?" He's is definitely like not old. He's a 58. little, a little older than I thought. I mean, yes, but 58 for coaches? Coaches are 60s all the time. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I agree. Bill Belichick is... 400? (laughs) 69? He's (laughs) a... Shout out, Billy Boy. (laughs) No, but yeah. Oh, Bango scored. Touchdown? Yeah. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Joe Burrow. Who scored it? I don't know, but yeah, so I just... Samaj P. Ryan. Okay, yeah, so I agree with that. So I think what's going to happen is he's going to take this next year off because I would be surprised if he jumped to a team right away. Yeah, no, I don't think he's done done. No shot he's done coaching. No, he's a good I think coach. He go, I think he in Mike McCarthy is going to get fired. Oh, thank God. As the Cowboys head coach and Sean Payton's going to get the job. You think so? I think that's what's going to happen. I could honestly see that. I wouldn't be too surprised. I mean, Mike McCarthy, he needs to go. McCarthy's yeah. way past his time. He had a few. He had a good run in Green Bay, and since then he's done nothing. Like he had one of the best records in the league with the Cowboys, one of the best teams, and they did absolutely nothing again. And I'm I'm like one of the probably a top five offense. Oh yeah, for sure. Their good offense is good offensive line. CD Lamb, who's a C. beast. Lamb. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Zeke is eh, well. Zeke's a whole other story. But yeah, so I think Sean Payton. I think he's gonna move on. Which is kind of sad to see because, as you guys know, I'm a Saints fan. I always used to be. And it's just kind of sad to see him leave after such a disappointing season because we had so much hope. But then mm-hmm. we lost our quarterback. We lost our top receiver. and But to his point, he was one game under 500. That's mm-hmm. not bad for not having a quarterback half the season, having no offensive weapons except for one, Alvin Kamara, I think he's a good head coach. He'll definitely be. He'll definitely find another coaching position. Yeah, somebody will want him. But I do think he was looking at like negative seventy-eight million. <laughs> Not gonna deal with it, guys. I'm gonna retire. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. <laughs> I'm done with this. Maybe shift over to the NBA. Hey, I love it. I like to hear it. It's a, it, just an update. It's halftime in the Bengals Chiefs game. Twenty-one ten. About well, yeah, second half. Or that's 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 like yeah. an easy comeback. Yeah. I mean, not an easy comeback. I mean, there's a minute left. They got the ball back? No, yeah, no, they're kicking it off. Oh, they're ki- wait, they're kicking? Yeah, kick, they're kicking yeah, it off to them. A minute 05, which we know that's plenty of time for the Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah, Tyreek Hill needs is, what, 20 seconds? Maybe even less. Probably less, yeah. No, but so going over to the NBA, this has been a wild year. This year has COVID. been one of the craziest years. There's been COVID outbreaks. But there's been injuries. I'm out, man. Have you noticed there's no COVID in the NBA anymore? Mm-hmm. Not going to get into it. Sounds and don't you think it's a little, little bit fishy how everybody's vaccinated, but everyone got COVID. <laughs> hey, I'm vaccinated. Military made me. Thank you, Uncle Sam. Joe Byron. <laughs> hey, but I haven't gotten my software update yet. The booster. I keep telling people on my software update. You can't have a microchip in you for more than six months without something going wrong. Mm-hmm. So. I, had, I actually had mine extracted. Oh, nice. I like to hear it. So the NBA All-Star were announced. Funny enough, we actually kicked off the OG podcast. Yeah. With NBA All-Stars. With NBA All-Stars. All right. Coming full circle here, it's going to be Team LeBron versus Team Durant. They're saying those are the two best players in the league. Yeah, I don't know. I think Giannis and I think Giannis should have gotten captain over Durant. And LeBron, I think Jokic. Oh, it should have been Giannis and Jokic, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I will give LeBron props. He's, what, 35 years old, 36 mm-hmm. years old. He's averaging 29 points a game. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Players half his age aren't even averaging close to that. 
It is pretty. So, me and you were kind of talking about this because there's some interesting people starting. Really, just I'm one not, person. I'm not a fan. How it's determined is 50% fans, 25% NBA players, and 25% media panel. Why in the world are fans the first option? I don't like it. I can understand wanting the fans to be involved somewhat. Give them a 25%. Give them like 10%. Literally. Jesus. Literally. I mean, they almost got Mo... Or was it Mo... No, it was Bulbul. Or is it Bulbul? <laughs> I don't know who... Oh, no, Taco Fall. Oh, yeah, They yeah, almost yeah, got yeah, Taco yeah. Fall on the ballot. But here's the thing. Like, you all know I'm a astronomical... I don't even know if that's a word. Huge yeah, yeah. Damian Lillard fan. Yeah. He made it in, on a guard. He's, He's been out for like the whole entire year. And, and he even then... I'm sorry, I know you're a huge Dame mm-hmm. fan, but this season's been mediocre for him. No, mm-hmm. granted, mediocre for him is phenomenal for other players, mm-hmm. but I feel like if you're an all-star, you should be playing at the best of your ability and also doing well in the NBA, or so, like as a whole. And when we look at it, like, for example, we have Steph Curry. Yep, obviously. Player rank, fan rank, media rank, he was all, number ones across the board. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. John Morant was twos across the board. You go down to DeJounte Murray... He was sixth player rank. That is a crime. Five media rank. Twelve fan rank. It's because nobody knows about him because the Spurs are like not that great. But if you actually look at them, they are pretty good. No, I know. But I'm just saying that just shows you that the fan does not care. No. They just like the flash. I mean, John Morant's good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they like like the flashy play of John Morant. He's obviously a big name. Obviously, Curry, Luka, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Clay Thompson. But you're telling me. So the fans voted Clay Thompson four. Yeah, Clay Thompson's played maybe three games, and he's been four games. He's been good, but he's been on minutes restriction. He's averaging what fourteen points a game. Mm-hmm. You're putting someone like that now. What? That's a guard. Mm-hmm. Wait, he's put at a guard. Why is he at a guard? Well, that's what Clay Thompson plays for him. Shooting guard. I thought he was a shooting small forward. forward. Yeah, small forward. No, he okay. Yeah. Either way, I just I think. I don't know if any of you guys really follow DeJounte Murray. I had him on my fantasy team, which is the only reason I followed him. But this season is phenomenal. No, he he's got the number. He's got the second most triple doubles, and he's not a Westbrook triple double. He's a natural triple double. Mm-hmm. He's actually helping his team win and stay in games by getting those stats. He deserves to be a top. I'd say he's a top five player mm-hmm. right now. He's phenomenal. You think so? Top five? Ah, okay, maybe not top five. At his position, guard. He's a top oh, five yeah. guard. We'll say that. By far. So and he's got no respect. Kind of talking about these guards and forwards things. I think the biggest problem with the all-star games are they hang on to you have to have three front front court players mm-hmm. and two guards. I don't like that. No team any every team plays with three guards, two forwards. Yep. That's why your boy, Andrew Wiggins. <sighs> He's an all-star me. starter. That frustrates me. Now, Andrew Wiggins. If we if we go through and look at the forwards who he's with, mm-hmm. Draymond Green, I can kind of understand him being over Draymond Green. Paul George has been hurt. I can understand that. Rudy Gobert. No way. Carl Anthony Towns. Cat and Rudy Gobert, he's over. Uh-huh. No. And They've then been having great seasons. Anthony Davis has been hurt. So obviously not. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony should not no. even be on the list. No. And then Aiton's good. Aiton's been having a great year. He's been hurt lately. Yeah. But so that just shows like, first of all, that's wild that two of those players are not above or he's above two of those. Cat and Gobert should be starting. They're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And they've been actually pretty healthy mm-hmm. this year. They've had COVID, I think, which was their only issue. And that's just like you're telling me Luke is not starting. Booker's not starting. Yeah. Chris Paul's not starting. DeJounte Murray's not starting. Who's starting over them? Well, it's Curry and Morant, which oh. I understand both of them. I, mm, sorry, I love. I'm a huge Morant fan. I am a huge Morant fan. But Luca should be starting over Ja. Mm. Luca's having a statistically better year. It's just the fact that this year is so unusual for Ja. This is his true breakout breakout season. Sure about that? Yeah. You positive? I have both on my fantasy team. You got both of them? I do. How'd you get both of them? Uh, swindled. Cardaddy. Oh, He's doing it. The rehab center. Yeah, the rehab center. The rehab center. So you're telling me this guy is getting 25, Luca, 25, 8, 25, 9, and 9. 
Mm-hmm. That's pretty darn good. Actually, John might be averaging more points than him, but not other stats. Points on six. Yeah, twenty six, six and seven. Yeah, with one steal, one steal. So I mean, Luca's got four and a half turnovers. Jaws only got three. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I get no. I guess they are pretty even, yeah. but at the same time, I don't know. But also, Luca's like a big guy. Yeah, like Jaws a true point guard. Mm-hmm. So I understand why he's there. Have. Jaw point guard, Curry shooting guard, Luca shoot small forward. Yeah. And then you can have LeBron. Uh, you can have LeBron power forward and Jokic fair. center. I still think DeJounte Murray, he should be starting over Ja. If you I look and pull so. up pull up his stats, his stats are unreal. I'm not I, I he's agree just that he quiet. Should be he doesn't just, talk. His team is not really talked about. What is he averaging? Nineteen. Nineteen. Seven. Oh, okay. I thought he'd average a little more. Okay. I'm standing He's corrected. averaging 19, 8, and 9. Yeah. So. And two steals with only two and a half turnovers. So it is pretty good. But yeah, you're right. So the other team. I don't know if there's any bones to pick with other teams because your starters are going to be Durant, Antemakumbo, Joel Embiid, DeMar DeRozan, Trey Young. Yeah. I can't. I mean, well, LaMelo. I mean, Lamelo's like fun and all, but I don't think he's having a better year than Demar. Yeah, Demar's having a really good year. I mean, okay, I like Demar. I'm a big. De- I'm not a big Demar fan. I am a fan of him though. Mm-hmm. But is he really having that great of a year, or has he just had a, that great of a like buzzer beater for the win shots? Because I don't think his stats are much better than Lamelo's or any of those players on the list. I think he just got a lot of publicity because he hit two game winners in a row. I don't know. I kind of disagree. He's averaging 26. 26, 5, five and 4. And five. Or 5 and 5. Like, I don't know if LaMelo's going Well, I, I'm not just saying LaMelo. I think there are other players on the list. <laughs> I can't spell today. I give LaMelo. up. <laughs> I mean, like, James Harden, he's been injured a lot. Yeah. LaMelo, like, but, I mean, I guess. Van Vliet's yeah. not going to be ahead of him. Kyrie no. plays only half the games. Darius Garland having a good year. Why is Kyrie even on the ballot? He's played four because games. it's fan voting. Yeah, four games. Like Derrick Rose also probably shouldn't be on there. No, Jalen Brown, he's good. Yeah, he's been actually having a great season. Tatum's good. Jared Allen's good. Jimmy Butler's good. Miles Bridges, like that's a Miles surprising. Bridges. One. <laughs> is Miles Bridges actually having a good year this year? Yes. Players got him four overall. It's, that's crazy. It's obvious that Lamelo is going to take all the hype, but Miles Bridges is having a really good year himself. Really? Yeah. I actually looked at the other day because I was like, huh, I wonder how he's doing. He's doing really well. Oh, dang. Yeah. 20? 20 points, seven rebounds. Dang. Three and a half assists. I always liked him. Yeah. I don't know why, but. I like the announcers, which real quick, we should have them announce the All-Star game. They should be allowed to vote for what announcers we want at the game because I would pick them every day. That is a good call. I do like that idea. We got some good ideas on this one. Did you ever hear my one idea? You were gone. I don't know if you actually listened to the podcast while you were gone. I did. But one day we were talking about Jackson Mahomes. And we think he should go on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, that's the best I, idea I've ever had in my life. I mean, I think he should. Because I think it's going to show how little he can actually dance. Mm-hmm. He's terrible. Mm-hmm. I love the memes they make about him. He'll be dancing on the sidelines looking no. like a fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't worry. I'm not, I'm not, okay, I'm not, okay. not getting into that one. I didn't want to get canceled the first episode. <laughs> no, 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 no. You were going somewhere. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm smarter than that. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I can't I can't stand Jackson Mahomes. Oh, that's so funny. All right. Other we're kind of wrapping it up. Yeah. So, you know, we got to talk about our Wisconsin Badgers. <sighs> our boys. So, first of all, basketball. Amazing. I think we're like 16 and 3 now. Seventeen and three. Seventeen. And we three. should probably be eighteen and two, Ugh, yeah. because I mean Providence, good team. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. We They're lost ranked. to them at home when we were missing our best player. Yeah. So, understandable why we lost. Uh huh. But disappointing nonetheless. Speaking of our best player, Johnny, Johnny Davis, Davis. <laughs> from Lacrosse Central, which of course we go to the University of Lacrosse, mm-hmm. Wisconsin Lacrosse, whatever you want to. Lax. So it's kind of cool to see a homegrown kid do it. He's actually, in all the mock drafts I've seen, he's projected to go top five. Mm-hmm. Me too. Which is pretty darn 
impressive. Here's the thing. The last like five or so games, he's been kind of an offensive slump. Mm-hmm. Like he scored 16 points this game, which 16 points to everyone is else is like a career high. Yeah, that's in amazing. college basketball. College basketball, that's you're going top 10 if you average mm-hmm. 16. And then he also, but he put up 15 points or boards, boards, that's rebounds. Amazing. That's pretty. He lacked a little bit in the assist category, uh-huh. which, you know, it is what it is. But 16 points, 15 boards, that's still creating so many opportunities mm-hmm. for your team. And I know assists can kind of be a fluky stat because, like, you could make a great pass and the guy could miss. Yeah. But I think that is probably, I think his two biggest areas of weakness is ball handling and passing. I, I think he's a good passer, but. That's fair to say. I noticed he's that a good a defender. Bit in the game. He's a good offensive player. His court vision might be a little bit lacking. Mm-hmm. But, so, and sometimes, like, I'm not saying he's a bad ball handler, but sometimes he gets, like, a little crazy with it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, might be, he might go down as my favorite Wisconsin basketball player to watch. Hey, that's fair. I mean, I don't know. Chucky Hepburn. Oh, he's my boy. <laughs> Chucky. I love that name. He's going to be, and he's only a, he's like 17. That's crazy. He's going to be good in a couple of years. I think about what I did when I was 17. I, that's like, I was the funny a thing. Bozo. Dude, if you look at the <laughs> running back for Wisconsin Badgers, what's his name? Um, Braylon Allen. Braylon Allen. He's 18 just now. turned 18. 18. When I was 17, I don't even know what I was doing with my life. When he was 17, he was squatting like 600 pounds. That's insane. <laughs> like, that's insane. I was squatting maybe 300, maybe. I don't even know. I don't, that. Even, I don't know what I was squatting. I was, the only time I would that. squat to go poop. Yeah, <laughs> hey. to be honest, that's fair. I'm being honest, you know. <laughs> so, I think. What do you think the ceiling of this Badger team is, though? Elite eight. No, yeah, yeah, elite eight. I love them. They play with more heart than any Badgers team I have ever seen. Even mm-hmm. when we had Frank Kaminsky, Eric Decker, that whole that whole group, mm-hmm. this team plays with more heart because I think. That team back in 2014, I believe it was, when we went to the national championship, the 2014 team knew they were good. They knew they had it. This team, I think everybody's surprised. Mm -hmm. I think the players are surprised they're doing this well, and I think they want to keep it going. So obviously they play harder than they've ever played before. Well, so the funny thing about, because somebody said this is the best, like Wisconsin team they've ever seen, which, don't get me wrong, I love this team. They're super fun to watch. Let's not kid ourselves. 2014. Frank Kaminsky was... Probably the best player to ever wear Wisconsin jersey. Dominant. He was filthy. Sam Decker was also filthy. Nigel Hayes. Nigel Hayes was phenomenal. Bronson Koenig just got his three record broken. And it took it took Brad Davidson a hundred more games. Six years. And six yeah, he, <laughs> six years. Super, super senior. So but actually, we love our we love our boy. Yeah. So that team you can't and then you had Josh Gosser, who's the shooting guard. Yeah, who, I remember him. He was just a phenomenal like role player. Yeah. Wherever you needed him, and he was. I don't think we'll ever touch that team. It's no. a shame we didn't win the championship. Mm, bad memories. But this team's just fun. You know, you got Brad yeah. Davison, who's your defender, three-point shooter. Six-year player. Six-year player. He's a fan favorite. That's why oh, I keep yeah. saying it. Like, everyone, even the announcers, you see him like, he's talking with the refs and the announcers on the game are even like, yeah, when you're around six years, you start to know all these refs, like, first-name basis. Uh-huh. So I love him. So then I was kind of thinking, like, you, then you got your Johnny Davis, who's going to go. He'd probably go in the lottery. Uh, he's slipping a little bit lately because he's not doing as well offensively. But he's still going to be an NBA player. Oh, yeah. Then you have your young center, who is just good. My boy, Tyler Wall. Yes, who's sir. the biggest, and I mean this, I mean this respectively, the biggest try-hard player out there. Hustles, dives for the ball, mm-hmm. gets all the rebounds. He's got really good footwork in the post. And then you got Chucky Hepburn, who's just a solid point guard. Chucky. And that is his first name, by the way. It's not like Charles or anything. It is Chucky. Oh, Chucky, Chucky. (laughs) So here's the thing. I kind of do agree with you that I will say this. If we don't make it to the lead eight with this team, I will be kind of bummed. Mm -hmm. Because I think think we could, No, I'm not going to say easily, but I think we could make a lead eight. Mm -hmm. And then once you're there, you never know what's going to happen. True. I mean, if you win the game, it's... You're in Final Four. Yeah, it is March Madness for a reason. But in saying that, I just look at our team and I look at other teams. And don't get me wrong, our team is, we're good. We have a lot of drive and a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. But a lot of other teams out there, 
some of the top teams have more than one star player. And I'm not saying Brad Davidson doesn't pick it up when he needs to, or Wall doesn't pick it up when he needs to, but you have teams like, well, Baylor just lost three straight, but I mean, I guess I would use Baylor and Duke and all these other teams. I'm a little low. So Auburn, Auburn is the one. Auburn, that's the one I was really looking for. But they have more than one player that's capable of going off for 25 a night. And they have the number one, number one draft pick. Yeah. Jabari Smith. Yeah. Going number one. So in saying that, it's like I see the Badgers and we're good. But if we take Johnny Davis out of the picture, like we did against Providence, mm-hmm. our team kind of falls apart. And I'm not, we have won games without him. Mm-hmm where he hasn't really played, hasn't really done much. Because I think a couple games ago, he only got a couple minutes because he uh-huh. kind of got hurt. We still won. So, But I will say, since the Providence wasn't game... was the Purdue game, actually, he was out? No, Purdue, he dropped 37. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What, <laughs> Purdue it was, another, it was another top team, though. That, well, we were down Tyler Wall one game. I think I think Davis has only missed one game, though. I, I don't know. No, I think he has missed. I think he missed another one. I think it was a, a ranked opponent we played, and we actually beat him. But anyways, so I'm just saying I see these yeah. other teams and I don't know if we're going to get much past the Elite Eight because, you know, if we shut down David's or... Here's the thing. I do agree with that, but I will say I think if Davis has his good game... Yeah. We, like I'm saying, if Davis plays like a top five draft pick, and you can say this for any team, but if he plays to his potential every game in the tournament, mm-hmm. we can beat any team in the country. Yes, but that's hard to do. Oh, I know, I know, I know. But I'm saying I think Auburn's the best team. Kentucky looks damn good right now. Yeah. They just went to Kansas. Kansas was supposedly a top five team in the country, and they won by 25 at Kansas. That's I crazy. Think, I think the legit contenders are going to be Auburn, Kansas. Kentucky. I think I think Kansas. I'm not saying I, they're bad. No, I think Kansas could. Mm, I was we'll, not we'll impressed. See. I mean, I haven't really watched them that much this year. I've just seen scores. So. Duke with the Palo Brancho dude. <sighs> yeah. He's filthy. Yeah. And then I would throw Wisconsin in there, but at the bottom half. Yeah. Maybe I mean, the fourth or I eighth could category. see potentially Purdue. Oh, yeah, Purdue. I could I see like Purdue, Purdue being a big contender. Mm-hmm. There was one more team I was thinking of. I mean, not Baylor anymore. Baylor fell pretty I hard. I might still put Baylor up in there. Bring up the top rankings right, real quick. I just want to make a quick side note. Uh-huh. Wisconsin, Badgers, women's basketball. Shouts to you guys. Uh-oh. You guys got to pick up the slack. Oh, they're trash. <laughs> but it's the first year under the new head coach. So. True that. No, I don't. All right. So here's an Oh, Zags. Zags are the other. I do. I think they, they don't have. They play anybody. They're playing Pepperdine tomorrow. I mean, yeah. But I. Oof. They I got just, that big Chet Holmgren. And he's not good. No. He's not, but he's a disruption. He disrupts the paint pretty well. But so here's my thing about him. But I agree, he's not good. He's not like I thought he was going to be a lot better. I was high on Chet Holmgren again because he was a mini ha ha kid, Midwest. He came and played in lacrosse a couple times. I never watched him, but I was pretty high on him. But he's not as good as I thought he'd be. So he's averaging 14 points a game, nine rebounds, and two assists, and three blocks. Three blocks is kind of crazy, but I'll just say he plays nobody. I know, in the games I know, I know. He has played. No, I, I understand. He has not done anything. I'm still just saying, if he gets in the paint against like oh, a team like Wisconsin, we have nobody to counter him. Oh, we do. Steven Crow. I mean, how tall is he? Seven foot. I mean, I guess, yeah. But Our, isn't I, Chet like seven six or something? No. He. I don't know why. I, I used to think he was. He's just seven feet tall. Oh, he is? I guess but he's in high so school, lanky. In high school, when you're seven feet tall, you look like you're seven six. Yeah, it said he was seven foot. Five. I just, yeah, you're right. So, like, if you compare these two guys' stats, I'm not, like, I'm not saying Wisconsin's St- center, Stephen Crowell, is better. No. But this is what's wild to me. Where's his darn stats? Okay, here we go. He's seven foot, 215. Dang. And he looks skinny on the court. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're going to say. 195. Yeah, he's so skinny. He's 20 pounds less than our guy, and our guy looks skinny on the court. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, I mean... Our guy's only averaging nine points. Yeah. Not getting blocks, not getting steals, not getting assists, and only five rebounds. And not getting rebounds. He's not getting anything. Wait, no, I, <laughs> I, I know, but what I'm saying is I think our guy has a way higher ceiling than this shit Holgram <laughs> shit, shit guy. I'm just not a big... Hey, no, that's fine. I'm not... 
I used to be a fan. I'm not really anymore because I watched some videos on him and that man, when he plays, he's cocky. I don't, not a fan anymore. But no, yeah, so I agree. So I could see Houston's another one of those teams that I could see actually legit contending. I've seen a couple of their games and highlights and obviously it's highlights, so they're going to show the good stuff, but mm. they seem pretty decent. I think as of right now, like the top eight teams that I think, I think you Kentucky and Auburn are definitely, definitely in there. Mm-hmm. I'm of course going to put Wisconsin. So that's three yep. of them. I think Purdue's in there. That's your four. Okay. UCLA just went to Arizona and dog walked them. What to Arizona? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I saw would that. Put UCLA I saw that. in there. So that's five. Mm-hmm. Duke in there. Six. Um. Yeah. Okay. I would maybe. I don't know if I'd put Arizona or not. I don't know. I'm surprised at the rankings don't. this year, to be honest. Mm-hmm. They're so like weird. I mean, you have teams that you've never really seen before. You have Auburn up there. And I'm not saying they've never been good, but I don't remember them being this good. So you got Auburn. Arizona's always kind of decent. Then you got like UCLA. They used to have their heyday. But then you got like Houston. Well, Houston's been good lately. Well, lately. Yeah, that's true. I guess I'm just really surprised by like Auburn. They've they've definitely been climbing the yeah, lately, but. but I feel like there are also teams in there with like like Marquette. I love Marquette, another Wisconsin school, but they got six losses. Why are they ranked twenty second? I mean, if you look down here, like six losses, five losses, five losses, six losses, five five. So when you get I guess down, it to, depends on the strength of schedule too. Well, when you get down to like top fifteen and up, are the only teams that have like even right here we have two teams with five losses. Yeah, which is kind of nice for Wisconsin. So we got a little bit of leeway because. I want us to maintain top 15. I want to get in the top five. I say if we win out, we're going to be playing Michigan State again. We're going to be playing Purdue again. We're going to be playing uh, Nebraska again, I think. And uh, who I don't even know who else. But all I know is that we've got a good schedule coming up. If we can win out, we can potentially be a top five team. Well, winning out is going to be a it's a challenge, yeah. Big challenge. Oh, yeah. So here, this is the last thing I'll say. I'm going to leave it on this note with the Wisconsin Badgers. Are you familiar with a guy by the name of Bobby Ingram? Familiar. Are you actually? <laughs> and I, mean, I. So it sounds kind of familiar. I mean, I might just think about Brandon Ingram. Uh oh. So Bobby Ingram was the former tight ends coach of the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, then I'd know. And he has just been hired to be Wisconsin's offensive coordinator. Tight end coach? Yeah. I guess. He was a he's a damn good coach. Assistant coach. Okay. Because, like, Mark Andrews, he mm-hmm. developed him. Hayden Hurst developed him. Okay. He was also their wide receivers coach for a couple of years when, like, Steve Smith was there. Okay. Um, so he's been hired as the offensive coordinator, which who knows how it's going to turn out. You never know. Interesting move. I'm just excited that Wisconsin's finally putting some attention onto the offensive team after we've been so bad. Like, we're, we're obviously good at running the ball. Yeah. But our we've passing game. Yeah, because, I mean, we've always been good at running. That's like a Wisconsin staple. Linemen, defensive and offensive, and running the ball. That's mm-hmm. like our thing. So, Hopefully you can get a good quarterback, too. I'm not a fan. I've moved on. I have still not moved on. However, I what I want to leave you with, do you know the guy Caleb Williams? If you look him up, maybe. He was the true freshman quarterback at Oklahoma. Okay. And he took over for Spencer Rattler halfway oh, through the yeah, season. I saw that. And absolutely lit it up. Yeah, I saw that. Then, Spencer Rattler was out of a job after uh-huh. that. So then Lincoln Riley, his coach, left after the year and took the job at USC. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, Friday evening, Thursday evening, a report came out that said Wisconsin and USC are the front runners to land. Caleb Williams is a transfer. What? Why? I don't know. I w- when I saw that, I thought it was a joke. And then, like, verified accounts were tweeting about it. What? Right now, they have it. 70. I do know that kid, and he's phenomenal. Oh, he nuts. He's a good running quarterback, and he's even better throwing. Which, he's like an upgraded Lamar Jackson with a little bit less running ability. So, the interesting thing here is he went to high school with Dean Ingram, who's the son of Bobby Ingram, who's a Wisconsin cornerback. So Bobby Ingram knew this family in high school. So a lot of people are thinking one reason Wisconsin hired him is to potentially lure this guy to come. If that were the case, I would actually be very happy with Wisconsin football. And 
apparently somehow he's family friends with Russell Wilson. Oh, and apparently Russell Wilson please. has told him that Paul Christ was like instrumental in developing him as a quarterback. Thank you, Russell Wilson. We and appreciate you. I'll leave it on this. Like we said, he's coming from the Baltimore Ravens. You know what kind of offensive scheme they run with in Baltimore? Quarterback run heavy. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that he's going to come to Wisconsin and like do a quarterback run. No, but I think with our offensive line that might you get work in, perfectly. I mean, imagine having him and Braylon Allen in the backfield together. Oh my gosh, dude. Oh my gosh, that makes me excited. We could actually go to like the Rose Bowl or something. We could we could make win the top yeah. four. Like I'm not even kidding. If we got because okay, I know everyone's kind of out on Graham Mertz. I've I am publicly done. said he's got four more games for me. But if we were able to land this guy, it honestly turns Wisconsin into like top five, top mm-hmm. five team. Mm-hmm. This guy, this kid's amazing. And the thing I like about him is our last couple quarterbacks, since Russell Wilson, I'll say it, since Russell Wilson, they've not been the most accurate and good passers. Mm-hmm. They've been decent, but this kid, and they haven't, they he's haven't a been gunslinger. And, they they, and he's, mo- he's a gunslinger and he's mobile. No, he's good. Ooh. Now, like I said, it's it still looks like he's going to go to USC. Mm-hmm. But, oh, I'm hoping. Every, every day I wake up and just Google his name waiting for, like, that would be amazing to say he's going to Wisconsin. That'd turn our whole program around. That could potentially land us more recruits in the future because hopefully we'll win with him and other people will be like, oh, I want to go to a winning team. Mm-hmm. And that's how that works. That's how you get those dynasties. Mm-hmm. Oh, he could literally start that. All right. Well, yeah, hopefully, you know, now that Carson's back in town, we will be doing this more often. Yes, sir. I don't know exactly what our schedule we will be looking like. We'll get another one coming in a, a week. A week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure something out. For sure. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you guys. Glad to be back. It's always a good time. We'll get some cocktails going next time. Yes, sir. Have a good one.